If my wife calls me one more time while I'm trying to record this, <clears throat> hey, how's it going? Thank you for listening on Anchor. If you're on Anchor, for clicking my little eagle and listening. If you're not on Anchor, if you're listening on podcast, thank you for downloading that. I'm going to try to get through this segment before I get any more calls. So this weekend, uh, I got something pretty interesting going down. I think it's interesting. A couple of of my worlds are kind of colliding here. And it's really not intentional, but I think it's kind of neat. So, of course, I've been doing this thing. um, I'm calling it Backstory. It's about uh, some of the history, unknown history around here, local history around where I live. I hope to expand that out from just the area where I live to other places. If you have any interesting stuff near where you live, let me know. I'd like to, to tell the story of it. Um, but I'm starting where I live and, and kind of going out and I've been doing that. That's one thing I've been doing. I've been enjoying that. Well, the other thing that I do is, you know, I do the youth ministry thing and this, uh, tomorrow, this, this weekend, we're doing a little camping thing nearby and it's not really just the youth. Uh, it's other uh, people in the church, really everybody in the church was invited if they wanted to come just kind of. It's just one, you know, one night. We're gonna set up a tent and sit around the campfire and eat and talk and eat and talk and eat and talk. And it should be a really fun time. We try to do this like once a year. Last year we didn't get to do it because there was a there was a big drought. There was a burn ban in place, if you remember that, and we weren't able to have a campfire, so we just canceled the camp out. And so we're really excited to do it this year. But uh, there was a little hiccup. We wanted to go out to a place called Providence Canyon which is also known as the Little Grand Canyon. It's about an hour drive from here in Georgia. Uh, and it's a there's a little campsite, and there's obviously there's a big canyon that you can hike in. We normally don't do that. We normally just camp at the campsite. Anyway, ended up not being able to go there, and, then, and that was my fault. I thought I had reserved it and paid. I had to ask about reserving it and then forgot to pay and called back like a couple weeks later to pay, and it was gone. So had to scramble kind of at the last moment in the last week or so and find somewhere to camp well i ended up getting this place that's actually really close to where i live although i've never really been there except when i was a kid it's it's only like maybe five six miles away um but you know five or six miles in a direction that we normally don't go from here uh so it's just one of those local places i've really never been to Uh, that I remember much about you know like I said might have went when I was a kid one or two times but anyway so we're going camping at this place called Spring Villa and Spring Villa now is owned it's it's like a park it's owned by the city of Opelika Alabama but uh, I've always heard stories about Spring Villa there's a legend there's an old house there that has a legend about it and is supposedly haunted and, and all of this stuff so I was like you know what we got a couple of things coming together here. I got my little camp out, and it's also at one of these places. Maybe I could do an anchor thing about it. Maybe I could do the backstory about Spring Villa. So I started looking into it. Like I said, I've always heard this legend, 
and then supposedly it's haunted and all of this stuff and um, well I found in this case the truth actually at least to me was a lot more interesting than the legend but you know what just in the interest of entertainment I guess let's start with the legend here it is the legend of Spring Villa The centerpiece of the property of Spring Villa, even today, is the large Gothic-style plantation house. This house was built by the original owner of the property, a man named Pin Young. It's said that Pin Young was an eccentric man and that he was also a cruel man, especially towards his slaves. One day a slave who had obviously had enough hid near the top of the stairway in a small cubby hole off to the side of the stairs and waited. As Pin Young climbed the steps of the house, as he reached the 13th step, the slave stepped out holding a large axe and with one powerful swing lopped off the head of Pin Young. They say that if you're in the house at midnight you can hear something rolling down the steps it's also said that you should never step on the 13th step and that even though the 13th step has been replaced many many times there's always a huge red stain that comes back Okay, so that story, while it may be entertaining, is mostly fiction. Um, now, so the names are correct. There, there was a Mr. Young, Pen Young, who bought this property, uh, built this huge, or had this huge house built, uh, Gothic-style plantation house, which is still there today. Had it built. Uh, Mr. Young, as far as we know, we don't know a whole lot about him, but we know that he was into entertaining he was spent a whole lot of money having guests come over on this property of spring villa there was a 30 acre spring fed lake and the water was super clear in fact he had a, a glass bottom boat that he would take his guests out on this glass bottom boat take them out to an island that was in the middle of the lake and uh, he just loved to entertain uh, guests and he was really big into that um, now the part about his death and how he died no one knows how he died but the biggest uh, thing that kind of debunks the story is the fact that he didn't die until 14 years after the end of the Civil War uh, so it's highly unlikely that he was killed by a slave well there, there were no slaves at that time or you know a former slave or anything like that um, but like I said we don't know the manner of his death it's just not recorded anywhere do know that he's buried on the property about a half a mile from the house he's got a, a grave there and a tombstone and all that it doesn't say anything but his name and date of birth and date of death so this is a legend it's it's not true uh, it's embellished and but it is a legend I've heard it all my life I've heard the story I've never really looked into it or thought about it or you know thought about whether 
it was true or not, uh, but but no, it's it's really not true. It's just just a legend. Now, here's the good part though. While I was kind of looking into this, because like I said, I've heard this legend my whole life, and I wanted to see what the real history was behind it. I found something that I think is really interesting, and it doesn't have to do with the owner of the house. It has to do with the man that built the house. The man that built this awesome house is a man, was a man, named Horace King. Horace King, I'll say that right. Horace King was an amazing man. He was an architect, he was an engineer, he was a politician at one point, he was a bridge builder, he was an entrepreneur, he was a man who became famous and well respected and just a pillar of the community. Now here's the awesome thing about Horace King. Horace King was born a slave. Horace King was born in South Carolina, and although he was born a slave, he learned to read and write at an early age. When he was around 23 years old, his master died, and he was purchased by a man named John Goodwin. Now, John Goodwin was a contractor, uh, construction, did a lot of construction and things like that, and King was also uh, had a lot of experience in this area and John Godwin and Horace King um, although Horace King was officially Godwin's slave it, they were actually became close friends and even to the point where uh, John Godwin trusted the work of Horace King so much he would send him out uh, completely you know just let him supervise projects and not only did he put him in charge of projects but he <clears throat> guaranteed his work he had a five-year warranty on all of his work because he trusted the work of uh, King so much not only that but John Godwin began paying Horace King a salary he would pay him for his work and eventually let Horace King marry a free woman which was really unprecedented really rare because uh, the law back then was that if a slave married someone who was free and they had children, the children would be considered free when they were born. So it just it just didn't happen, but uh, like I said, they, they had a, a very friendly relationship, a very loving relationship with one another. Horace King did such awesome work that he was constantly contracted to build bridges and other projects. Uh, he built several bridges across the Chattahoochee River, which is the borderline between Alabama and Georgia. Uh, he built bridges uh, across over in Mississippi. Even built a portion of the Alabama uh, Capitol building, which at one point had burned down. Uh, he was brought in to, to rebuild it. It's thought by historians that uh, Godwin sent King to college at Oberlin College in Ohio, uh, which was the first college in the United States to admit African-American students. Uh, sent him to college to, to increase his knowledge and to you know, get better at his trade. Um, but so many of the buildings around here were, were built by him, courthouses uh, and things like that that were uh, designed and constructed 
by Horace King. Godwin also started to acknowledge King as a co-builder at some point, which was it was really uncommon for any uh, for anyone to acknowledge the works of their slaves. Of course, they would just take credit for the work themselves. But he acknowledged that that Horace King was the co-builder, and there were even projects where he would put him in charge and just acknowledge that that he was the builder of that project. Despite the fact that he was a slave, uh, Godwin allowed King to make a significant income from his work and eventually uh, King had enough of an income that he purchased his freedom from the Godwin family. Uh, in 1846 he became free. Now this is kinda crazy because back in this time Alabama had a law that when a, if a slave became free they weren't allowed to live in the state for more than a year. They had to leave the state basically. <clears throat> but Horace King was doing such amazing work that uh, that John Godwin went to the legislature, let legislature, and had them. Uh, they they passed a law, an exception, to allow Horace King to continue to live in Alabama, even though he had become free, because he was such a valuable um, part of the construction in, in various you know cities all across Alabama. So the period of the Civil War was tough for Horace. He was pretty much forced to work for the Confederacy and had to uh, make a bunch of walls and, and things like that that he wasn't really passionate about building and, and wasn't really for the cause, obviously. But <clears throat> it was also a rough time because a lot of his works, his bridges, which were wooden bridges, were burned down by the uh, by the Union, even some burned by the Confederacy just to keep the Union from using them. Um, so it was a rough time during the war, uh, but after the war he was able to continue his work and, and it was during this time that he would start his somewhat strange political career. He was in Alabama, um, he was in the Alabama State Legislature and he really did it but he didn't want to do it he wasn't passionate about it he was really more passionate about his work and his and his building and those kind of things so there were a lot of votes that he missed he had a really poor uh, voting record as far as being present to vote on things he only introduced just a couple of bills and while he was reelected once after he after his first reelection he decided not to run for re-election again so that he could focus on his business and on work that he was more passionate about. Now going back a little bit on the timeline, back in 1859 uh, John Godwin, King's former master, passed away and it was Horace King who purchased with his own money uh, a monument and had a uh, had a tombstone, nice monument tombstone placed there at his gravesite and a really nice inscription. I don't have that in front of me to read it, but it was a really nice inscription about his friend, John Godwin. And King also uh, ended up taking care of John Godwin's children after that for, for some amount of time. So, you know, I, I think that stuff's interesting, the, the relationship that they have, because obviously you think master and slave and, and you get a certain picture in your mind, but they had a very different relationship, those two. Horace King eventually moved his family and his business 
to LaGrange, Georgia and lived out the rest of his life there and eventually passed away in 1885, leaving uh, his business to his five sons. But as I was looking into him and researching this, it's crazy the amount of things just in my area, things that I've seen uh, that this man built. He built a portion of the ironworks in Columbus, Georgia. He uh, built several bridges, which have now been replaced, but uh, bridges that go across from Phoenix City, Alabama to Columbus, Georgia. You know, that's a, that's a river that I cross all the time, the Chattahoochee River. Uh, he was the first, him, him and John Godwin were the first to build a bridge across that river. So um, it was just amazing to me, the, the people that you learn about when you study the area, the history of your area, and uh, the amazing things that they've done. So when I was looking into Spring Villa, I was just really impressed with Horace King. And uh, even though I had seen his name on signs and, you know, Horace King Memorial Parkway and stuff like that, I never really knew who he was. And I'm glad I did a little bit of uh, <clears throat> research into that. And what I'll try to do tomorrow as I'm out there at Spring Villa and there is the big the house that Horace King built, the big uh, Gothic plantation house. I'll try to get some pictures. I'm gonna try to get some pictures, not only of the house but the whole area. Um, I had mentioned that there was a 30-acre uh, spring-fed lake, but that lake has uh, dried up a long time ago, so that is no longer there. Uh, but I'm gonna go around and try to get as many pictures as I can of the things I've been talking about, and I'll put them up on my Instagram page so you guys can check them out if you want to all right that's all i have for uh for this episode of backstory let me know what you think and also let me know what stories you'd like to hear next thanks for listening bye bye okay so this is kind of a test to see if i can post anything on anchor while i'm away from the house on the way to take my son to basketball practice he's playing basketball and i upward basketball league um, but I'm in safety mode the dreaded safety mode so I'm gonna see if it will post anything since normally safety mode for me means no internet if you're not connected to Wi-Fi no internet so let me see I think it's been long enough let's try oh wow it actually did work I'm surprised um, safety mode not as good as laser mode, but anyway, okay, so if uh, this little story that I've been telling, Horse King, uh, Spring Villa, all that kind of stuff, uh, just to kind of give you some of my sources in case you want to look into it a little further, obviously I kind of told the, the Cliff Notes version, the quick version, but there is a YouTube video, documentary on YouTube about Horace King. I haven't had a chance to look at that yet, but I came across several links to it while I was kind of doing some research. Um, most of what I got, I got from the City of Opelika page. There's a history section on that page that had a lot of good information. Uh, of course, Wikipedia has got a lot of good information. And I believe the other website I looked at a lot was Alabama Encyclopedia or something like that. Anyway, so... Uh, so yeah, check that out if you're a history geek like me and you want to hear a little bit more of this story, um, go do that. <laughs> I was listening back uh, through my segments and 
I said something that, that might have sounded the wrong way, and I don't know that anybody would have taken it this way, but just in case, um, I was kind of listing the accomplishments of Horace King, and then I said, but here's the cool part, he was born a slave. Um, I, I did not mean that it was cool that he was born a slave. That's not what that meant. I, what I mean by that is it's really awesome that someone uh, could be born in, in the worst of situations, in, in, in a horrible situation, and still end up doing so much awesome stuff with their life and making such a huge impact on the world. Um, even though during his life, it really the whole slavery situation really didn't even change until toward the end of his life. So, um, I just that that's what I meant by that. To clarify that, I don't know if anybody would have took that you know the wrong way or not. But just in case, let me just clarify that. Um, anyway, if you listen to all this, thank you for listening, and uh, I'll try to get some uh, pictures, maybe a little bit of video up on the Instagram page tomorrow. Um, speaking of tomorrow, because I am in safety mode, I probably won't be on Anchor a whole lot, although I do have a big AU audio segment planned with uh, KT in the morning. So me and KT are going to talk a little Auburn football. Speaking of Auburn football, I had a very interesting call in. Uh, it was one of those situations where I favorited someone's station that I just found, um, favorited her station, and she was very kind and favorited me back and uh, called me and said thank you. And in that call-in, she mentioned that she is an Alabama fan. So there's another one out there, guys. There's another one. I know we already have Jace. There was there was one uh, lady in the past, but she I haven't seen her on in a long time, and I, I can't even remember exactly what her name was. I think it was Charisse. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and play those call-ins and. Uh, and then I'll have a little more to say if my phone will let me do so.